You're listening to another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns with Banker Bill. Ryan, you should get off the internet. And your guy, Bully Rye. I think it's a brilliant idea. Right, everybody, it's another live football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. We back. It's your guy, Bully Rye, alongside, uh, as we are with all of the football shows, Banker Bill, this way, looking at the camera. Bill, what's going on, bud? Oh, wait, it's that way. My bad. Yeah, What's yeah. going on, Rye? Yeah, I can't. You know, it's over here. Like, over here. It's, uh, it's, it's the weird. mirrored view. That it's the opposite. Yeah, I don't know why we've got to deal with that stuff. What's going on, Rye? Let's talk some football, man. I'm excited. Yeah, we're, uh, a lot. We're finally, of- we're finally through a week of the NFL season. Yeah, we're through a week of the NFL season. Week two, college football So let's waste no time and get right into college football talk. College football week two took place. Not a lot of really intriguing games uh, last weekend, but but there there were a few. Uh, Bill, give give me one of your biggest takeaways from the college football weekend from week two. I'm going to go with it again. We still don't know what we don't know, Ryan. We still don't know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad. We've seen some teams take a hit, but, of course, when you lose early in the regular season, it's not – the worst thing in the world, especially if you lose against a good team, you take a bad loss. It's bad, but if you know if you're if you're Alabama right now, you're licking your wounds and you're upset. But that just that's going to motivate some players, and, and you're going to try to beat everybody from here on out to try to make yourself a good team and, and still fight for the national championship. So again, I still think we just don't know what we don't know yet. No, that's fair. Listen, uh, you you talk about stuff that you don't you know do and don't know. I know that Texas is better than Alabama. Texas for now. After after the after a heartbreaking loss suffered last uh, last season, uh, Texas was able to knock off Alabama. One pointer, at, yeah. At Alabama, they won by ten, and the game didn't feel that close. Um, first and foremost, I don't know how we didn't do it. Thanks to anybody who's joining us live on on social this uh, this evening. Uh, Facebook.com slash tapouts and touchdowns, YouTube tapouts and touchdowns or Twitter at Tapouts and TDs. Make sure you leave a comment wherever it is that you're watching. We'll read it on the air. Uh, join the conversation as we go along. Uh, shout out PJ Steven giving us some love uh, over there on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, Alabama losing to Texas um, was, was to me, it was kind of a big deal. Uh, you think, think Nick Saban's started to kind of put one foot out the door here at this point, Bill? I mean, he's old, right? We're talking Seven, how old 72. 72, yeah, yeah. I think. That's probably, I think you're probably pretty accurate with that. I, I, how long do you really want to coach? I mean, if I was a coach, I'd want to do it. A good one, I'd want to do it for a long time, right? That's that sounds like a pretty fun job. Yeah. But I think it takes a lot of work. There's a lot of you know commitment to the recruiting trail and things like that. You don't want to be Steve Spurrier or, or you know, what? That's that's your example, right? You know, yeah. One of those guys that just kind of gives up at the end because they're tired of recruiting and you kind of leave it to everybody else and and everybody wants to talk to the big man and you're just not willing to do it. You're taking naps on your couch. Uh, a la, what, what was my, uh, Florida's coach? I, I a brain fart right now. Uh, that's that's okay. what he's doing in the recruiting trail. He was supposed to be recruiting. He was taking naps on his couch in his office. Uh, well, Dan Mullen. He's on yeah, TV oh. now, by the way. He's a, he's an analyst. Really? Yeah, that's actually why their program slipped is because he stopped recruiting and was just like you know goofing off basically. Uh, and now he's an analyst on TV behind one of the desks. But anyway, you don't want to be that guy, right? So Nick Saban, seventy two years old. At what point do you hang out with the grandkids? kind of what my question is yeah I, I mean i'm not sure if he's got grandkids but if you move over to does. another sec West have any kids team, 
I'm no, I'm not. Kids, I'm, have, I'm, kids have grandkids. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on from from Nick Saban here because uh, if you look, you look elsewhere in the SEC West, Texas A&M uh, is now, I believe, one and one on the season after their loss to the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, it's a, a twofold question: Is Miami back? And is it time for Texas A&M to move on from Jimbo Fisher? Because Jimbo Fisher had the number one recruiting class in the country last year, had a losing season. He's already one and one, losing to an ACC team. Now, granted, it's the weirdest season that I've seen in, that I remember in, in recent history because the Pac-12 has basically everybody has a winning record. The SEC has lost countless games to the ACC, and the ACC looks decent between Florida State, uh, North Carolina, Duke. And, and now Miami. So is Miami back? And is it time for Texas A&M to cut ties with Jimbo Fisher? I think it's too early to say that Miami's back. It's a good win. You need to continue it. I mean, obviously, an ACC team beating an SEC team, especially a ranked SEC team, is a big deal. Yeah. But, I mean, so people expected te Texas A&M to be pretty good. They clearly are still not. I mean, I mean, you said it. You cannot get away with having the number one overall recruiting class and being bad two years in a row. Yep. I mean, some of those players you're not going to hit on, right? You, not every recruit is exactly the five-star they thought they were going to be. We've mm. seen that plenty of times. But if you have that many good players that came onto your squad, yeah. and when they become sophomores, you still stink, there's something going wrong with the coaching. So I think Jimbo Fisher, he is if his seat doesn't feel hot already, he definitely feels like he ate the, uh, the very hot sauce at uh, – Taco Bell this week because his rear end's got to be burning. Oh, but, uh, as for Miami, I still I still don't know. I mean, it, it's a good win. It's a good win. I was happy to see it. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm a Florida football fan, except for Florida State. They can die in a fire. Don't care. Um, but for Miami to win, I'm pretty excited about that. So I was happy to see them beat Texas A&M. Texas so I hope they're back. I hope so. I just don't want them to pull recruits from Florida. Well, you know, if the ACC wants to try to make a make a make a run at keeping Florida State and Clemson, they're going to have to have some success in college football. Uh, let's look elsewhere in the right. scoreboard from last weekend. You, you had some really close games that shouldn't have been close. Number 11, Tennessee, 30-13 to 13 over Austin P. They struggled for a long time with Austin P. Weird. So North, weird. Carolina, North Carolina struggled with App State. Had to take App State to overtime to get the win. And, and, and for all intents and purposes, should have lost this game. They went for two in second overtime. Didn't make it when they didn't have to go for two. Texas, Texas A&M. If uh, if if App State scores, all they need is the extra point, and they knock off North Carolina. Yep. Um, these two, these especially two after North Carolina just got a big win over your Gamecocks, which that right you wouldn't expect North Carolina to come back no. and lay lay an egg. I, maybe they were really looking forward to playing South Carolina, but I well, mean, it's, is that a trap game? Does that become a trap game, and that's why App State was such a problem? It, there's there's a it's a possibility. You also think that last year when they when these two teams played each other, it was a shootout that went down to the wire. It was like 45-42 or something like that. Absolute shootout. But North Carolina gets the win. Ole Miss struggled with Tulane. Now this is supposed to be a really good Tulane team, but not an SEC caliber Tulane team. Yeah, Ole Miss pulls away late. Twenty five. So well, I think we kind Tulane of was. That. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I personally didn't expect Tulane to, to stay in at the game as long as he did. I almost uh, picked Tulane, so I'm glad we <laughs> Well, I yeah. Mean, we went with Ole Miss when we did the pick, so. I, uh, I, I you know, good. we talked about South Carolina a second ago. Both South Carolina struggled with Furman and Clemson struggled with Charleston Southern until the second half. Just a weird, uh, maybe both teams looking ahead to matchups coming. But 
Uh, let's talk about the big story in college football, and that's the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, have not beaten the Nebraska Cornhuskers in upwards of 15 years. Yeah. And get a win. Again, this game was close until they broke away in the second half. Colorado gets a 36-14 win. Um, now, granted, Nebraska's not good. Okay, like I don't care what anybody tries to say. They're zero and two. Their offense is is offensive. Uh, with, wow. under, under the Not offensive, Mark, Mark but offensive, offensive, yeah, yeah. Um, sort of like the offensive line for South Carolina in Week One was offensive. Um, so listen, does Colorado is Colorado going to do something in, in 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 college football this season? Like, do you see Colorado making a push for the college football playoff? No, I don't. I know. I don't think they're there. However, they have some players on that team. I, I gotta ask you. You, you like to ask me the questions, okay? Yeah, sure. Deion Sanders is changing college football in many ways. Um, he built the the roster through transfers. That's that's probably the biggest way that he's kind of changing that side of college football. College football. However, I am a traditionalist, and Deion Sanders has gotten rid of the captains C, basically on his mm-hmm. uh, on his uniforms. I don't know if you watched the game. I did. Of course, yeah. of course, we're watching freaking Col- I can't believe it's happening. That's that's great. That's, that's the freaking Sanders effect, right? Yeah. We're watching Colorado to see how they do. Um, they're putting letters as a la I guess hockey, where they have the assistant captain and the captain. However, his are L and D for dog. L is for leader, which I'm okay with. Eh. But why ditch the C? It's kind of the same thing. But he says, I mean, he's doing it a little differently. And that's, like I said, he's changing college football. Now, yeah. is it good or bad? How do you feel about that? Um, Listen, he wants to change the culture. Uh, Notre Dame doesn't put names on the back of the jerseys. South Carolina, when they brought in Lou Holtz in 2000, they didn't put names on the back of the jerseys. And the idea was, this is a team. We don't need individual names on jerseys, so we're not going to have them. Um, I mean, you still go to some schools where players that don't think they're going to ever hit the field are out there with numbers and no names because, you know, it was a last-second decision to let them suit up. Uh, Listen, Deion you've said it. Deion Sanders is changing college football every week. Um, And it's it'll be interesting to see what he builds from it because you've got the argument already saying that Deion Sanders is going to be one and done in Colorado. He's going to go to the NFL. I had somebody make the argument that Nick Saban is going to retire this season. And Deion Sanders is going to go to Alabama. Wow. So um, I'll stop watching college football if that happens. That's that's not fair. The the idea is that that Deion and and Nick Saban are close. That's why they're they're, they partner with with Aflac and do the commercials together and all that stuff. Right. So um so, so yeah, I mean, listen, I don't hate it. But I, I I did find it a little a little corny, if you will, that they tried to say that Matt Rule disrespected Colorado by having his team come together and pray on the fifty yard line before the game. Uh, I don't know if Matt Rule is lying because Matt Rule said that he invited Shador Sanders to come pray with his team, but he meant no disrespect by going on the Buffalo in, in midfield for it. Um, I, I listen, it's it's one of the reasons why a lot of fans are are growing tired of Dabo Sweeney because Dabo makes the argument. We're little old Clemson. Nobody ever, nobody ever gives us a chance. Nobody likes us. And, and, and we're the underdog. Well, Clemson's got one of the most winningest records in college football history over the last decade. 
two national titles in the last, what, six years. Uh, so, so people grow tired of it. I want to know how long it takes for Colorado, the players and the coaching staff and Deion Sanders before they let go of the chip that they seem to have on their shoulders. Like Deion, we, we talked about Deion had something to prove. Neither one of us expected Deion Sanders to come to Colorado and go 2-0, right. especially over a TCU team. Um, but And Nebraska. And, and yeah, and even and though Nebraska is bad, Matt Rule is the, is the coach. I mean, you would expect things to start turning the other direction. Well, there. And, and the fact that Colorado hasn't beaten Nebraska since like 2004 or something like that, almost 20 years. So I get it. I I I get the chip on your shoulder. But Dion's supposed to be this guy that's got the swagger, his confidence, and he's not worried about anybody. And and it seems like uh, he wants his he wants his players to take everything personally so that they can use that anger in the game. There's a lot of unsportsmanlike penalties in this game. Um, it it right. seems like there's there's a discipline issue, but I think Dion feeds into it. I think Dion doesn't care as long as they're winning games and, and nobody's getting ejected. So uh, needless to say, I, I put it in a group chat last week. I never in a million years thought that I would be paying attention to Colorado football. I think they get Oregon in two weeks. I, I tried to look at real quick at their at their opponent this week. It's nobody. It's nobody really impressive. Um, I'm, as I'm, I'm trying to pull it up, and I don't see it. Uh, here's two, Duke, two West, Colorado State. Weeks? Colorado State. They play Colorado State this week. This so week. it's an in-state rivalry That's game. That's a but I believe very very Oregon late game, by the way. It's yeah. It's ten o'clock Eastern time. So yep. if we want to watch Colorado, we got to stay up late. Unless we're on the West Coast, then the world we, comes know, crashing down, though. Once they Why move into the Pac-12 games, well, they they're moving into the Pac-12 games. Then they have Oregon, the 13th yeah. team in the country. Mm. Then they have USC, a top five team. Then they play a couple easier Pac-12 teams with Arizona State and Stanford. But then they play ranked UCLA, ranked Oregon State, Arizona unranked, then ranked Washington State because Washington State just beat Wisconsin in their in in Washington out there in Washington. Uh, so ranked Washington State and and then ranked Utah. If Colorado knocks off, they have a lot of tough. uh, They have six ranked teams, and and you don't know how that's going to change. Those teams might get beat, but well, six ranked teams coming up. Oregon did struggle this week. I'm trying to find their. Yeah, they struggled with Texas Tech. They went 38 to 30 at Texas Tech a week after they put 81 points on the scoreboard. Um, If Colorado goes in and knocks off Oregon, and they and they're now let's call them a top 15, almost maybe a top 10 team. You get Colorado Southern Cal, the flashy neon versus the flashy lights of, of Southern California. They're going right. to get game day, and they're going to be the feature game of the week. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not. But, I'm not. We're not anointing them yet. They could lose. You know. To, I don't. I don't see them losing to Colorado lose, State. Uh, yeah. Colorado State to win, but I, Oregon. Oregon will be the first true test for this team. And you think um, that game day is going to go to? Was that Southern in Colorado? Colorado? Oh, you were the one that, that just pulled up the schedule, bud. I have no I idea. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. I'm going. My computer's, you know. Yeah, you get Oregon, Colorado. Uh, it's at Oregon. It's at, it Oregon. at Oregon. So game day has to travel West Coast. That's a well. That's a three thirty kickoff. I'm talking if they knock off if they knock off Oregon, and they oh. play Southern Cal the next week. That that game has not been announced at game time. Correct. But that's, that's a potential. If they knock off Oregon, that's a potential top ten game. And it, again, flashy Southern Cal versus flashy Neon. That's got to be college game day, right? Needless to say, college yeah, football likely, is back. Likely, I say. Yeah, I say likely. You're right. 
Yeah, college football's back. We're almost at, too much fun. It's crazy to think we're two weeks away from being a third of the way, a fourth of the way through the college football. All right, don't say that to me. <laughs> I'm well, serious. Don't on. say that to me. I get sad when you say things like that. I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. It's going to be over soon. Yeah, it's going to be over yeah. soon. It goes really fast. Well, let's move on from college football. And again, thanks for anybody joining us live tonight. If you're watching the show live, uh, make sure you leave a comment wherever it is you're watching, be it Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Uh, we'll read them on the air. Uh, join the conversation with us here live tonight. Let's move into the NFL. Where are, we are officially a week in to the NFL season. Uh, a lot of really fun stuff. Listen, I'm rocking my brand new Alvin Ross St. Brown jersey gifted to me by my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, uh, as the Lions knocked off the Chiefs. We talk about best of the week. That Thursday night game was the best Thursday night football game outside of Thanksgiving games. Oh. That the NFL has put out. It was a phenomenal it was, it fun was game. It was decent. decent. It, it was 21 20. It got it was, destroyed by a game that happened on Sunday. So let's not even talk about Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's 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 part of my best. What's your best of the week? And go ahead and talk about it, man. This is this is your avenue. This is this is your your platform. Can we wait till Homer's corner? Because the best of the week had to be out there in Los Angeles. I mean, I'm telling you, yeah. actually, two fantastic teams uh won. Well, one was from Los Angeles, they won up in Seattle. Congrats to the Los Angeles Rams. Actually, they really put it to Seattle Seahawks on the Seattle Seahawks field. Seattle Seahawks were a playoff team last year. They're known for not losing up there in front of that crowd. And the Rams were fantastic. They're really, really good. Matt Stafford was the second, second graded, highest graded quarterback of the week this week. Matt Stafford showed up to that game. Playing in Seattle. Yeah. And told everybody, hey, don't forget about without me. Cooper I was hurt Cup. last without year. Cooper without Cooper Cup. Cup. Yeah. Yep. Tutu Atwell and and I'm gonna butcher this name again. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. They just they 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 lit it up. They lit up the scoreboard. They lit up fantasy scoreboards. And Matt Stafford told everybody, "Hey, remember me. Put some respect on my name. I haven't gone anywhere." Yeah. Uh, you look. Looks you look fantastic. elsewhere. You look elsewhere in the NFL. A couple of surprising surprising outcomes. Not that the Ravens beat the Texans, but that they struggle with them for most of the game. Um, the Bengals. The Bengals dominated the Browns, held Joe Burrow to like 82 yards passing as they win 24. That, that makes no sense to, to three. me. I can't figure that out. I think Joe Burrow is way more injured than they are leading on. There's something wrong there. Joe Burrow, 82 I, yards. It was also a very rainy day in Cleveland. I don't care. He got fully outplayed by Deshaun Watson. Full on outplayed by a guy that couldn't find, you know, couldn't find his own receivers last year. It, it's that makes no sense. Well, I mean, needless I, to say, I, yeah, I can say as much as I want to. I like Joe Burrow, and and in our league, in the tap outs and touchdowns league, the guy that I work with drafted Joe Burrow on purpose, and he came to work on Monday and was like, "Joe Burrow killed me, like, eighty two <laughs> yards." Jamar Chase killed me in another league. I, the Jamar only Chase, league I have Jamar Chase in the league too. The only league that I lost, out. the only league in which I lost last week was my work league. I drafted Jamar Chase three overall. So I'm with you. Um, the Steelers, the Steelers were supposed to have this great defense. If you looked at preseason rankings on ESPN.com fantasy, they had a top 10 defense coming into this league, coming into the God, season. Mika Fitzpatrick is good. I, I couldn't tell you. They got dominated by the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the game that, listen, we're going to talk about the Sunday night football game just really quickly uh, because I, I had a five game parlay. All I needed was the Giants to not lose by three. And not lose by what? 
43 by lose by less than three lose by less than three oh 33 <laughs> so if you've ever played madden if you've ever played a football video game let's say this if you've never played a football oh. video game there are times when you play that nothing goes right you you know where the ball is supposed to go you just you just turn it off and hit reset yeah 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 power the power the system off that's what the giants had to do they lost 40 to nothing to the dallas cowboys um bill talk talk about i know you want to wait till comer's corner but it happened in week one talk about the dolphins and chargers man i mean everybody i think everybody saw that i think it was named the game of the week it should have been yeah i I think that probably was um and and if you look at the pundits the the i'm gonna call them experts because before the game almost all of them were picking the chargers to win saying the Chargers were too much for miami joey bosa is going to sack two a hundred times and they're going to knock him out Will Max can get some sacks. They got none. They got none. They didn't even. I don't even think Tua got hit in the game. To be honest, I'm, I, I don't remember seeing it. He came uh, close a couple times. He, couple he went times, throwing on the run. Yeah. Probably why he was throwing. He got he got close to getting hit when he threw 43 yards down the field there at the end of the game. I mean, Tua absolutely went off. And I mean, is it Brandon Staley? Is that the coach for the Los Angeles Chargers? I'm hearing people call for his yeah. head at this point because of this they, game. Like, how bad do you got, have to get beat? That people want you fired after one week. They went and got Kellen Moore in the offseason as an offensive coordinator, offensive too. Coordinator, yeah. So well, they, they were fantastic were, on offense. The Miami couldn't stop the run. They had like 230 yards rushing. Yep. It's the um, first time I believe I saw the statistic, Ryan. It was the first time in 110 games, first time in 111 games, that the opposing team ran for over 200 yards. There was a couple other things like ran for over 200 yards. Uh, there were some things mixed in. But it ended up being that they were the first team to lose after doing those. So, like after uh, rushing for over two hundred yards and something else, I like I forget like what it was. throwing it was for two hundred or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It was it was something good, and it was the first team in the since nineteen ninety. It was one hundred eleven games that they were the first team to lose doing those things. Awful, well, awful. it was a it was a fantastic game. I was rooting for Miami. I I picked Miami uh, in in the in the pickums that we have the podcast pickums. Uh, over on ESPN.com uh, on their on their fantasy games. So uh, congratulations to them. Um, let's let's take a step back and go back. Was I mentioned uh, Baltimore and Houston? J.K. Dobbins in this in this victory for the Baltimore Ravens tears his Achilles. Uh, he finds the end zone early in the game, yeah. but tears his Achilles. He's out for the year. Uh, he's already dealt with injuries every year that he's been in the league. He tore his ACL, I believe, in his rookie year. Bill is—is is it time for J.K. Dobbins to hang it up? I hope not. I hope not. I actually thought about that when when you you and I text during. If we're not hanging out together, we we text about football as we see things going on. Hey, this guy's hurt, or hey, this you know, pretty much all week, right? Yeah. And I actually thought about it. I was like, J.K. Dobbins. You you said J.K. Dobbins torn Achilles, and my first thought was, is that it for him? Mm-hmm. And I I mean, my my reaction is, I hope not. I hope I hope he rehabs. He gets enough back where he can become a starter again. I hate for somebody to end their career on an injury like that, you know, Terrell Davis style. That because obviously Terrell Davis, one of the greatest running backs in the history yeah. of the game, ruins his knee, can't play anymore. I don't want to see that. So let's just say I hope J.K. Dobbins get better, buddy. Like get it fixed. Uh, it's funny you say that because we saw Voldemort get an Achilles injury as well. Oh, that's coming next. Yeah, that's, that's, okay. that's next up on the dock. Segue segue into that. Yeah, um, let's go ahead and do it. Well, I saw I saw Dan Marino uh, talk about Aaron Rodgers and his his Achilles issue. Obviously, his, his Achilles injury, 
Dan Marino had that injury probably it was like five or six years before the end of his career. So Dan Marino wasn't ready to retire. He wasn't 40 years old quite yet. And he said basically about Aaron Rodgers, technology is better. Medicine is better. They can make him better than they made me. Dan Reno from that point forward had to wear a boot to make oh, sure man. he had the movement. Yeah. And you can see it in his later pictures of his career that he, that's why you see him like that weird hop step where he's like jumping forward is because Achilles was actually elongated. It was longer. So he couldn't push off his toe. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, everything's gotten better. So, I guess the reason I'm saying that is hopefully J.K. Dobbins, with the medicine the way that it is now, they can fix the Achilles issue, and he can come back and continue to play. It's I don't think you're once they do fix it, Ryan. You maybe correct me if I'm wrong if you know about this, but once they do fix it, you're not really in any kind of danger of ripping it again, right? I think I think it basically heals back to the way it was. I mean, there's rehab involved. There's there's letting it healing involved. But you're absolutely more susceptible if you if you rush it rush it back too early. Rush it back. I just yeah. mean once you get to the point where you're actually healed and the rehabbing happens and all that stuff and, and you're testing it because there's there's actually a player Nick Needham from the Miami Dolphins last year had an Achilles injury and he's still not back on the field. Yeah, this happened I think week four, so he's there's, still rehabbing. An he's Achilles right now. An Achilles recovery could take fourteen to eighteen months potentially. Uh, and at forty years old, you're not going to heal as quickly. Listen. Uh, if you're not watching the live stream, Aaron Rodgers. This again, it's the big news. The the Jets were they were they had hard knocks. Everybody was excited. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the savior. Four plays into his New York Jets career, he tears his Achilles out for the season. They're back to the drawing board with Zach Wilson. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, at 40 years old, that's that's the debate, right? Like he didn't get the chance to prove to everybody what he wanted to prove this year, right? that he um, wanted everyone to know that he was every bit of that MVP quarterback outside of the Green Bay Packers organization. He was excited to be here. So uh, personally, I think he's going to come back for one more season. I don't think this is the way he wants to go out. Um, Considering that he heard it in week one, uh, gives him a better opportunity to, to, to rehab and get back before the beginning of next season. I don't think you see him play in the preseason next year, which this is a this this is a great. I'm so glad that I thought about preseason because the argument that I made for preseason, the final week of the preseason for all the starters to play, was the the anti argument to that was well, what if they get hurt? This is a prime example. Aaron Rodgers played week three of the preseason because he wanted to get some reps. He wanted he wanted to get some real game reps and practice with his guys before the regular season started. What is the difference between him getting hurt in week three of the preseason and week one of the regular season? There's no difference. So my argument, to me, my argument now that he he gets hurt four plays into the end of the game. I mean, there was right. one year where Tom Brady got hurt in the first first game of the season was out for the year. Yes. So, the Matt so year. yeah, the Matt Castle year. So listen, I'm you know you know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers as a Lions fan, but. I don't want to see anybody to go down like this. Like this isn't okay. And now yeah. all the players are up in arms about artificial turf versus real grass. Does it led really by David Bakhtiari? Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I listen. If if they're gonna tear up the turf for for World Cup soccer, yes. to put real grass in, there's no excuse why they can't do it for the NFL players. Now we had talked on this show that I thought there had been a mandate or at least a letter that went out from the NFL telling teams that they had an intent had intended for the teams to replace their artificial turf with grass. That never right. happened. 
I, I saw an article somewhere, but I guess that never actually became a thing where they mandated it. But like you said, for the World Cup in 2026, a lot of these stadiums, if they wanted to have World Cup games, had to have real grass. Well, well now, as the NFL plays on these fields, they're artificial turf. So, yes, they will be putting real grass in some of these stadiums. And I believe MetLife is one of those stadiums where he just got injured. Yep. Yeah, I, you want to hear something terrible? Sure. I saw I saw a post today that a user on Twitter predicted that he was going to tear his Achilles on the wet field. I did see that two and a half hours before the game. The guy predicted it. That's yep. going to happen. He's going to tear his Achilles on the wet field at MetLife, and it happened. I mean, I guess that's somebody's going to predict something every single time. But they found the guy on Twitter that he actually predicted it, and it happened. It's like you said, if they're going to put natural grass down for, for soccer, I know that's the most popular sport in the world, but this is the most yeah. popular sport in the United States. We should be able to do it. It's, it's If they think that would be something that would fix injuries or at least help injuries, then it should be done. There's I'm enough with you. money. There's enough money. Yeah. Can you grow but, grass indoors these days? I think you can. You can. They grow grass oh, in yeah. Seattle. There's no sun in Seattle. So they, they yeah. definitely – I've seen how they do it, by the way. They wheel these giant carts around that have grow lamps on them. Mm-hmm. Like, like like sun lamps and they just wheel them around the field and just give the grass a certain number of uh, a certain amount of time even though the roof's closed the the grass is basically thinking that it's got sunlight and it. it's it's pretty oh, yeah. cool so i would imagine they could do that anywhere in the NFL. it's one of the it's one of the arguments why they want to do away with with daylight savings time because they don't need they they, they there's t- the technology out here that we don't need right. extra sunlight in the summertime to grow crops yeah yeah so they can do it now on the other side of this game out away from the Aaron Rodgers injury the Jets win this game yeah. without Aaron Rodgers. Let's Josh talk Allen. This is my favorite thing yeah. we're going to talk about all year, I think. Josh Allen throws three interceptions to the same guy in this game. Yes, his boyfriend, apparently. Bill has been talking about this for a very long time. They're dating, on, right? They've got to be dating. Oh, I'm sorry. No, on, on, this, on the show, off the show, Bill has been talking about this, ex- this exact conversation for, for quite some Two time. Two guys. I have two guys that I I talk about, and and Josh Allen is one of them. So all of a sudden, everybody is Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. That's what they're you know national funds are doing. All of a sudden, they've turned on Josh Allen. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe over the last five years, he leads the league in turnovers with like eighty two or eighty four or something like that, more than anybody else in the league. Bill, I'm going to give you the platform here. Who is Josh Allen? It's not really a platform. It's just if you pay attention to football, and I am extremely cynical when it comes to quarterback play. I was, I don't want to say taught, but I was kind of schooled by uh, an ex-boss of mine, kind of how to break down quarterback play. And he explained how um, certain things are important, certain things are not. I was always wowed by yards. It's not really about yards. It's, you know, passer rating and QBR brings in a lot of that stuff. Um, and you want to look at those kind of stats, but you can look at players and if, and Josh Allen likes to run. So a lot of his stats are skewed and, and I guess helped a little bit by the fact that he can run, but his passing is not good. And eventually Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham, Lamar Jackson's experiencing this right now. Russell Wilson certainly is experiencing it. You can't run forever. Cam Newton, you can't run forever. You eventually have to throw the ball. And Josh Allen is now, you know, in his sixth year in the league, this is when the body starts to slow down a little bit. He's creeping on 30. The running is going to start going away, and he's got to throw the ball, and he's never been that good at it. And so when he starts to slow down and he can't run out of that pocket like he can, 
and he just starts flinging it. Josh Allen tends to make dumb decisions. And you just wonder which guy you're going to get. And he made some really, really bad ones this week. And I've been saying it. His ratings, if I were to give you numbers, Ryan, just just standard numbers. Say say I have a quarterback that passes for 4,000 yards every single every single week, right? Or, or every single season, okay? Mm-hmm. And he throws for 35 to 36, 37 touchdowns. That sounds really good, right? It's it's fantastic, except for he also throws 15 interceptions, and he only completes about 62% of his balls. That's Josh Allen. Yeah. Now, there's another guy that is not – he's a pro bowler. He's, I think he's been in the pro bowl, but everybody craps on him, okay? Everybody does. Everybody says this guy's not good enough to win the big one. He's not good enough to win the big one, but they say Josh Allen is, okay? Yeah. I'm going to tell you. So best season of this person's life. Well, we'll just call it his best season. He threw 4,300 yards, 35 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He completed 67% of his passes. That's better than Josh Allen's ever been, okay? And they crap on him. Guess who this quarterback is? Justin Herbert. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins? They Ooh. crap on Kirk Cousins, and he is every single season better than Josh Allen. And for some reason, everyone's anointing Josh Allen like he's some great quarterback. He just isn't. He just isn't. He never was. And now he's getting worse. And look what he did in the first. He literally handed the game to a terrible, terrible Jets team. Now, granted, they have a good defense, but their offense was doing nothing with Zach Wilson. They're not going to. Does uh, does this game make you think differently about the AFC East? Because it it does me. I think the AFC East is 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 no longer a crapshoot. It's no longer. It was never a three headed race. It was a two headed race. And I it think was supposed to, to be a three headed race with 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 Aaron Rodgers. And let's yep. let's not let's not discount New England. They still have the best coach that ever, at least record wise. They almost came back and beat the Eagles last week after yes. being down. 16-0. That was on their own field. That was on their own field in a really yeah. bad weather situation. That's kind of their own, you know, house. Like it, you could you could say that's the reason that game was close. But does it change my outlook on the AFC East? We've lost Aaron Rodgers. It's not happening for for the Jets this season. They are no longer. A threat to win that. I never game. personally. Buffalo I never thought they were winning. So Buffalo still is, but I've seen multiple people say that Buffalo's window is closing. So they're they're going to feel pressure, and Josh Allen collapsed. It's closed. No, the win- other I'm team. I'm telling you right now, their window is closed. The yeah. other team. You don't. Know, what are you going to get from Tua? Is he going to make you, it the whole season? You don't like the whole to be, if if Tua goes down, it's over. You don't like to be optimistic, but I won't be. Optimistic. I'm telling. I'm telling you right now. I'm calling it the same way I called Hayden Hurst would be a Pro Bowler this season, and he was the only tight end to score a touchdown in the oh, in the in the one o'clock games last weekend. I know, I watched I'm, it. I got a I'm, text from you immediately. You, of course, you did. Oh, you knew you were going actually, to. I stream everything, and I was streaming. Uh, so my stream is a little bit behind. Behind me, you had yeah. that text to me like as he hit the end zone. My phone <laughs> That's went off. Amazing. I'm like, I, I, it, you because you had it to me. I mean, I'm only behind like 15 seconds. Yeah, because I'm streaming through Fubo, and and, and the, my phone goes off, and I'm like, uh, I knew exactly what it was. I was like, here, I have to hear about Hayden. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the same way that I'm that I'm I'm so bullish on Hayden Hurst, I'm bullish on the Dolphins. The AFC East is the Dolphins to lose. If Tua can stay upright this season, they run away with that division, and they 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 push for a one seed in the AFC. That is that is no joke. Um. Bill, we are gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna take our first break and then come back and talk bullies, buys, and sells with Bill's facts or crap, uh, so that we can get to the picks because we have another uh, we have another guest picker this week. 
to talk uh, to talk college and NFL uh, games. But let's talk about our first uh, sponsor this week in Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my best friend Aaron Thompson at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. Uh, Bill, it looks like we got our first comment before we get into bullies, buys, and sells here. Um, let's see. We got, I'm not sure who TS is. Need one full flex, uh, flex full PPR. Moster, Terry, uh, Terry, I can't say it, Terry McLaurin. Gary, Terry. DeAndre Swift. Yes, Gary, Terry, Terry. DeAndre Swift, Jordan Addison, or, 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 uh, Puka Nakua. You're getting ahead of us here, uh, TS, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, my choice is, uh, Puka Nakua. Uh, we're going to, we're, we're about to get to it. Uh, but he should have been the number one waiver wire ad in your fantasy league. I know I put a claim in for him in every one of my leagues and every one of my leagues, I didn't get him. Uh, I did get after the injury to JK Dobbins, I did get justice Hill in two of my leagues. And I did get two, two Atwell, the number two wide receiver in this Rams offense. Uh, so listen, Mostert, Mostert's probably the closest one no. uh, to Puka Nakua. Uh, but Bill, Bill could probably tell you why not. Why not Mostert? Mostert's hurt. Mostert is Mostert is, hasn't practiced yet this week. So there you go. Uh, listen, I don't like the quarterback situation in Washington. I don't like the running back situation in Philadelphia. If you look, if you look at the way that, that Philadelphia ran the ball last week, Kenneth Gainwell got most most of the work in that game against the Patriots. Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch. Um, and I can't think of the other the third running back, but there were three running backs that 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 held that backfield down. I don't like DeAndre Swift going forward. Jordan Addison, now that we know that Mostert hasn't practiced this week, I do like Jordan Addison. He found the end zone last week. Uh, he's a good compliment to Justin Jefferson. But from a PPR a full PPR standpoint, Nakua is your way to go. So hopefully that answered your question and gave you some uh gave gave you some some insight. Uh Bill, let's get into the buys and sells with your factor crap. Uh, where you're going to agree with my buys or sells. And let's go into Bullies Buys. Hey, I headed man. into – what's that? What's that? I do want to jump back to that one set. You're your Poo-Poo Nakua guy. Yeah. He, uh, he, he plays the 49ers this week. That doesn't matter. Are you sure? Yeah, I'll tell you I'll tell All you right. why in a second. Because spoiler alert, right. he, he's my wide receiber buy this week. Let's, let's talk Puka, about – Puka. I shouldn't call him Poo-Poo. Actually, that's yeah. pretty cool, right? That's kind of a cool name. That is a sweet name. Um. Bill at quarterback, my quarterback buy this week should be should be no uh, no no surprise. It's it's San Francisco 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy projected nineteen point nine points. Mm. Just just for some background, you can't see it, but I got notes that I always always fill out before I, I make my buys and sells. Let me read you my notes here on Brock Purdy. The Steelers defense uh, projected top ten in fantasy by uh, in the preseason by ESPN. Torched for two hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns. Uh, last week uh, by uh, by um, what I Kenny Pickett twenty point eight points for Kenny Pickett last week. I think I have that right. Kenny no. Pickett scored twenty. Sorry, no, no, no. No, Brock Purdy's playing this playing the Steelers this week. The Steelers just gave up twenty fantasy points. Wait, timeout, timeout, timeout. I'm screwing this up really bad, Bill. Brock Purdy is playing. They play the Rams. Rams this week. Yes. 
So Brock who, Purdy, who Brock Purdy. Okay, here's where I screwed up. Brock Purdy torched the Steelers last week. That's what yes. I was trying to say. And they, and they were a out. good. They were predicted to be a good defense. Yep. They had he had 20, 21 fantasy points last week. Now that I got it out here, All the right. Rams. The Rams did shut down Geno Smith last week. Uh, got him but Seattle. But Seattle couldn't move the ball in the second half. Uh, San Francisco had their game in hand. Uh, let off the gas. Otherwise, Brock Purdy would have had an even bigger day. He found Brandon Ayuk twice uh, for touchdowns last week. Uh, this game, this the 49ers-Rams will be this week's game of the week. Um, I, I think Purdy picks right up where he left off. That's why I'm buying Brock Purdy this week, Bill. Uh, what say you? Factor crap on Brock Purdy. Crap. I think the Rams have a good pass rush. Uh, we've got, um, oh my gosh, as I forget his name in the middle of that. that uh, Aaron, Donald. Aaron Donald. Oh, how can you forget that guy? The best defensive lineman yep. to ever play. Uh, he's in the middle. He was. He had a great game this past week um, and absolutely abused a pretty good offensive line there for Seattle. And so I think it's going to be very difficult for Brock Purdy to repeat what he did last week. Like you said, he scored just over the 19.9 projection or this projection last week against a team that, well, I mean, they were on the road, right? And they're on the road again here in Los Angeles. There's going to be a ton of San Francisco fans there, but I think that's going to be really tough to do against that that Rams defense. And the Rams defense looked pretty good, man. I don't know. I, that makes me nervous. There are wide receivers all over the field for Seattle, really decent ones, and they couldn't do anything. Well, I'm 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 really curious to watch this game this week because I, it's gonna I, be I good. really like that's gonna be a good. Yeah. That's a four o'clock game. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun game. My running back by this week. Uh, it's it's going to be a homer pick, but it's not really a homer pick. I love, love, love David Montgomery. Projected 13.4 points. Let me read you my notes. The dominated carries for the Lions in week one. 21 carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown at Kansas City to open the season. The Seahawks just gave up 52 yards and two touchdowns to a rookie running back in Kyron Williams and another 29 yards and a touchdown to Cam Akers last week. Now, Cam Akers, if you remember correctly, almost didn't play for the Rams this season. He he walked out, walked out on the team last year, and he found the end zone. I think it's a big day ahead uh, for Montgomery, and, and for that for that matter, I think Gibbs is going to have a decent day too. Uh, Bill, fact or crap, buying David Montgomery. I'm going to get a fact on this one. I think I buy David Montgomery as well. I think a touchdown is expected, and he's basically their uh, their power back, right? So a touchdown would be expected if they get anywhere down near the end zone. And I he think I think the Lions are going to beat on the Seahawks too. That's going to yeah. be a an evil game there in Detroit. I, I'm not I'm not, I don't know if I look forward to that one. That one that one's going to be tough. Well, the uh, the first of all, shout out Volley Polly giving us some some love on Facebook. Uh, he yeah, he's supposed to be the power back, but he's got speed too, right. and he's elusive. He looked phenomenal. Yes, he does. Yeah. Against the Chiefs in Week yeah. One. Now now off topic because we're gonna we're gonna get there later in the show. Uh, the Seahawks are going to miss both of their offensive tackles this week. So that Detroit Lions defensive line is going to tee off, and I'm with you. They're going to they're gonna beat up on Seattle this week. And let's go over to my wide receiver bye. And for TS that came into the chat and came into the comments, my wide receiver bye, Puka Nakua. He's projected 12.1 points. Let me get out the notebook again here. What a debut for Puka Nakua. In his first game, and without Cooper Cup on this roster, 15 targets for Nakua, hauling in 10 catches for 119 yards. Now, granted, San Francisco shut down Pittsburgh last week, but gave up 232 passing yards, including 64 receiving yards on five catches for leading receiver Allen Robinson. And I'll tell you right now, Matthew Stafford is infinitely a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett. 
Bill, factor crap, Puka Nakua exceeds 12 points in fantasy this week. Crap. I don't feel it. I don't feel it going up against the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game. However, I said that about the Cowboys and Giants, and that ended up being a high-scoring game for one team and a really low-scoring game for one. He averaged 20 points. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> Is that a high or low-scoring game? Um, no, I, don't, I think it's going to be tough, man, to hit 12-1. That's going to be tough. I honestly, that it, San Francisco's got a good defense, and you're talking about a rookie. So nobody knew who he was last week. Nobody's scheming for Puka Nakua. Now they're going to be looking at him and saying, "Hey, we, this guy could burn us. He burnt, you know, he burned Seattle last week. Let's not let that happen." So I, I have a, I have a hard time seeing twelve point one. All right, let's move on to tight end here. My tight end that I'm buying this week is Jake Ferguson, the Dallas Cowboys tight end. Again, you you talked we, we talked on social media over the weekend that I had low hanging fruit with Sam Laporta. You could this argue one's, the this same one's good. I don't know. Yeah, weird. You could argue the same thing for Jake Ferguson uh, as as taking over the, the the tight end one spot from Dalton Schultz. Saw seven targets last week with for the Cowboys, albeit in a blowout win. Uh, a Dak actually came out and said preseason that Jake Ferguson is going to be a star in this league. Buffalo. Got seven receptions for 51 yards from tight ends against the Jets last week. The volume is there for Ferguson and what won't be another blowout for Dallas this blowout for Dallas this week. Uh, again, Jets have a better defense, uh, so they're going to be they're going to be fighting to get get yards and and find the end zone. I love Jake Ferguson this week, uh, Bill. What say you? Factor crap. What's your number eight two? I'm going to go fact. Let's All go right. fact. Uh, this this is a low hanging fruit. You said it. Jets have a good defense. However, their offense stinks. They're not going to be able to stay on the field. So it's going to be a lot of Dallas uh, playing offense this week. You said he had seven targets, Ryan. He only caught two balls. So apparently Dak can't really find him. Maybe he's shorter than he thought. I have no idea. It was another but, rainy uh, game. It was another rainy yeah. game. Well, I mean, I, let's not use that as an excuse for what happens this weekend. But uh, we'll see. I, I think that's okay. a fact. I think he can beat it. I'm not going to go against him this week because Laporta burned me last week as I'm watching the game. I'm like, please don't throw it to him. Please don't throw it to him. And I'm like, there he is again. And then I was thinking. I should have played him because he would have won my game if I played him this week. So I should have taken your buy last week. So I'll take your buy this week. Uh, so we should mention going going in buys and buys and sells facts and crap. I didn't mention it before we got into the segment. Based on what we did last week in in, in this segment, uh, Bill, you went That's four terrible. and four. Yeah. Uh, you, you 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 bought in on my two buys and, and crapped out on 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 two other ones. Uh, all of those were wrong. I went six and two. The only I only missed two guys last week. And Kenny Pickett and Joe Mixon, but everybody else, both selling and buying, uh, I went well. I, I did well on last week. So let's move over here to bully sells the guys that you don't want to play in fantasy football if you can avoid it this week. This one should come as no surprise, Bill. Okay. Quarterback, quarterback Anthony Richardson projected nineteen point <laughs> seven points. Listen, you, you you've been clowning on me because I drafted him in fantasy football. Oh my god! Because I panicked. Because your dad took Jared Goff when I went to go take him, and I didn't know what else to do. I picked up Brock Purdy and started him last week, and I Who won is the game. also your buy pick. Week. Now you're selling on your other quarterback. Well, what is going yeah, on? Selling right my other quarterback. I think Ryan just looks at his fantasy team and goes, "I don't want to play this guy, and I do want to play this guy, and that's my <laughs> buy and sell." <laughs> Listen, I don't have I don't have Montgomery. I don't have the Cooper. I'm and messing I with you. I'm messing yeah. with you. Come on. So Go. let me read my notes about Anthony Richardson. Uh, respectable 223 yards and a touchdown last week. Uh, but he also had a rushing touchdown, so that helped him out. Uh, against a decent Jacksonville Jaguars defense. But draws a Texan team 
that surprisingly kept Lamar Jackson to 169 passing yards and 38 rushing yards. Lamar Jackson finished last week with 6.56 fantasy points, which is crazy because Lamar Jackson has a lot more experience, and I think he's a lot more of a mobile quarterback than Anthony Richardson. I don't like the matchup, especially with how they helped kept uh, kept Lamar Jackson in check last week. I'm selling Anthony Richardson. Bill, what say you? Fact. Because I right. never support Anthony Richardson. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's fair. That's absolutely Fact. fair. All right, let's... I just... For every reason you said, Ryan, that's what we're going to do. Um, So let's go over to, to, to running back. I'm trying to get Zach Attack back in to make picks with us here in a minute. My running back sell this week is going to go to Austin Eckler. I know it's uh, maybe a sort of a surprising pick. How? He's projected 18.9 points. One of the elite players in the NFL. He's dealing with an ankle injury, Bill. He had a monster 27.4 fantasy point day against Miami last week. He had 117 rushing yards, 47 receiving yards. Uh, On the other end, on the other side of it, Tennessee held New Orleans to 79 total rushing yards last week. Eckler may not even play because they're gonna they're gonna need Eckler long term this season to make a run at the division and the playoffs. Uh, Low hanging fruit, Ryan. He wasn't practicing as of Tuesday. I don't know if he practiced today, but I'm selling Austin Eckler because even if he plays, they're not going to aggravate that ankle injury, uh, and I don't think he meets this projection. Bill, what say you? I, I you, you know you leave me no choice on this. It's a low hanging fruit. How am I supposed to say yes to that? I think you're wrong, Ryan, because Eckler is one of the top five players fantasy-wise in the NFL. I can't do that. If he doesn't play, I lose. So I'm going to go back. I mean, listen, I'm just trying to help you look as smart as I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm here helping you help you. You know what, you know what I'm saying? You know what? You deserve this. It's, it's going to have to happen. <laughs> if you're watching on the stream... Uh, Bill changed his background to a picture of, of a former Gamecock quarterback getting stiff-armed by a Florida Gator. Right. So right. Um, That was last year, my buddy. That, that's last year. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. Um, listen, let's move on to wide receiver here. Uh, this should come as no surprise. New York Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson projected 14 points even on ESPN.com. Again, no Aaron Rodgers. A Dallas defense that dominated the other New York team on Sunday Night Football without a miraculous touchdown catch that he made in Week One. He had Good five catch catches. That was, though, huh? It was a phenomenal catch, but without yeah. the touchdown, five catches, thirty-four yards. Not a really great uh, stat line. I don't like his chances this week. Uh, Bill, what say you, Garrett Wilson? Uh, factor crap. I'm going to go with fact on that one. I, mean, I think you're right. I think the Jets are going to stink. They stunk with with Zach Wilson last year. That's who their starting quarterback is going to be. I don't know if you've seen all the people trying to say who they should bring in. Ben Roethlisberger, really? You're gonna bring? The, he's probably 400 pounds by now. Ben Roethlisberger. Anyway, yeah, yeah, they're gonna stink. Garrett Wilson, sorry, buddy, great receiver. Unfortunately, just nobody to throw to him. Not, not this week at least. And let's go on to a tight end that should come as no surprise because he wound up on this sell list multiple times last season, and this this season this week is no different. Tight end Kyle Pitts. For the Atlanta Falcons, nine point two point projection here for the for the former Florida Gator, if I'm not mistaken. Here, uh, listen, go figure. He winds up here again. Three targets last week, 
two catches, 44 yards. Believe it or not, outside of running backs, his two catches for 44 yards was good to lead the Falcons in receiving, Bill. Uh, you and team, your low-hanging fruit, man. This is brutal. This team cannot throw heavily focused on the run last week. Hopefully, you didn't fall for it and draft Kyle Pitts again this season. Uh, despite giving up uh, five catches for, for, what is it, 44 yards uh, to Cole Komet last week, uh, it pains me to say that Justin Fields is better than Desmond Ritter. Uh, so I, I don't like I don't like Kyle Pitts this week. Uh, I really don't like him going forward. Bill, what say you? Fact or crap on Kyle Pitts? Well, I'd like to call crap on the fact that Justin Fields is better than Desmond Ritter. I'm not sure that's the case because he looked awful oh. last week. But I did say two weeks ago that the Green Bay Packers were going to be a better team than we. Or was it last week that I said the Green Bay Packers were going to be a better team you than did. we thought they were going to be? Um, definitely looked like it in Week One, and I think that they probably hold Kyle Pitts down as well. Last week, you said he led the Falcons in receiving, right? Two catches, Carolina, yards. Carolina did not look like a good football team in that in that uh, in that game. Not at all. I feel at least horrible not, about how many wins they gave their predictions. Yeah, yeah, they're not getting a seven wins if they keep playing like that. They're going to be one of those teams that goes two and fifteen. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think Kyle Pitts does anything again this week. Uh, well, that's uh, I'm going to go fact, Ryan. That's another fact. Yeah. I, uh, good call. I'm, good uh, yeah. you're good at this. I dude, I'm really good at it, man. I'm, I'm, dude, I killed it with with fact with with buys and sells last season. I'm a kill. Nobody wants this to season. play. Actually, does anybody really want to play? That might be a good one because Kyle Pitts might be somebody that people are trying to start because they probably drafted him too high. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can go sure. again. You know, guys that you can go get if you're. And Eckler, if you're Eckler's, a, you're right, Eckler, Eckler's a good one unless he's really hurt. I mean, that's yeah. that's why that's what you're basing your. If he's actually hurt, if he's not, you're in trouble. No, We're both I'm, in trouble. I'm, I'm not. I already, I already told you the, the fact that he's got a bad matchup this week. And uh, and listen, you know, if you're if you've got Kyle, if you made the mistake of drafting, if you made the mistake of, of drafting Kyle Pitts, you know, there's a, probably a couple guys out there that you can go pick up in free agency: Jake yeah. Ferguson, Sam Laporta, and my guy Hayden Hurst. Uh, throw it out there no bill we're gonna no, nobody in ryan's leagues can get hayden hurst because he makes sure he's on there he's on his team he's available in two of my three leagues the only oh, league that I have what him, is wrong the you only, only league, have one starting tight end then. yeah the only league that i don't have him in is the one in your league because you took sam laporta before i did bill let's get to our last break so we can bring in zach attack to come make picks with us this week and we're talking about his business here as our other sponsor of the show and one-stop repairs established in 2008 one Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina is your one-stop shop for all your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9-star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call Zach for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one one-stop repairs. And without further ado, we're going to bring in the owner, the founder, the operator, the guy who does all the work for one-stop repairs, my brother-in-law, Zach Attack, Zach Pierce. Zach, what's up, bud? How's everything going? I'm good, fellas. How are you tonight? Oh, you know, just uh, enjoying talking some football, man. This is one of my, my favorite days in the week, just to be able to come and talk to Bill and and then bring you in to make picks with us. I'm I'm sick of low-hanging fruit for buys and sells. It's his favorite thing ever. <laughs> well, I have to say this is my favorite time of year, and I'm always excited when football starts up again. It's 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 wonderful. 
I'm right there with you. Um, uh, Zach, let's go ahead and get into uh, let's get into our picks here. Podcast pickums. I should I should call out real quick uh, that both in, uh, in in college football picks on ESPN that, that you can play and pick against us all year. I am leading the way uh, in the college football uh, poll. 15 and five on the season. The House of Black and Polly's pickums are 14 and six. If you look at the if you look at the NFL uh, pigskin picks, not so good. If you look at the group here, as I'm trying to pull them up, uh, I'm I'm down at the bottom of the of the barrel here at eight and eight with Volley Polly and Jonathan L. Bill, you are sitting tied for second at nine and seven with with my with my guy Matt Buck, and then my my friend Aaron Thompson sitting eleven and five. If you look at the standings from last week, where we did podcast pickups on this show. Bill sits. Bill sits uh, right here in, in, in last place. I guess. Don't even at say five it. and five. Uh, I'm sitting here at six and four, but our guy Big Tex, the first celebrity pick uh, picker on this show, went a perfect five and zero oh last week. So shout the out celebrity folks whooping our tails. Shout out to JD man going five and zero. Oh, so uh, so Zach, you've got a, you've got a pretty big mountain to climb. You've, you've got some big shoes <laughs> to fill here. In, yeah, in week two. <laughs> yeah, five and over. Oh, huh? <laughs> That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. he did his right. he did his homework. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, he, <laughs> yeah. he he also took the homer pick and took tex, a Texas got, over Alabama. You got lucky. So you got lucky. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I wouldn't have picked it honestly. I wouldn't have. I'd have lost I that one. Well, let's, I lost let's, that one as well, Zach. Let's let's get into it, shall we? We got two games where uh, it's sort of homer picks to pick from college football because there's not really a whole lot of intriguing games to pick from. Uh, but the games that we root, the teams that we root for, have intriguing uh, uh, pick lines here. Um, uh, especially, especially, especially Carolina. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. The first game we're going to pick. They're not intriguing at all. The, nu- <laughs> the number eleven Tennessee Vols are only only. Let me repeat that. Only a six and a half point favorite at Florida. Uh, let's start off with Bill here. Your Florida Gators are a six and a half point underdog. Do they cover this, Bill? No. Tennessee Vols. I'll, All I'll right. Take them to cover. All right. Zach Attack, I'm asking you. Yeah. Tennessee. You're taking Tennessee as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. That, that is not very good. That puts us three across the board because I'm taking Tennessee as well here to cover that spread. Florida played McNeese uh, State last week. I watched the whole game. And for a while, yeah. I was like, McNeese isn't going to beat us at home, are they? But, I mean, they, they actually – they blew them out. But it was – for a while, it looked like they could run with them. It was scary. Real quick, uh, uh, Bill Sr. In the, in the chat, Banker Bill with the new hat. Wanted to, wanted to get involved. New uh, old hat. I've here. worn it before. I've, I've worn it before. New old hat. All right, next game up, the last college game we're going to pick this week. My South Carolina Gamecocks traveling to Athens to take on the number one Georgia Bulldogs. This game started as a 26-point favorite for Georgia. The line has moved to 27 and a half. Uh, mm. Zach, Zach Attack, I'm going to let you start us off here. Uh, does Georgia mm. cover this giant spread or does South Carolina cover here? Uh, I'm going to have to say that's four touchdowns. Um, yeah, that's a lot. I'm going to say Carolina covers. Ooh. I like Ooh. to hear it. I like to hear it. Bill, who you got here? South Carolina covering this four touchdown spread, or you got Georgia taking it? I'm going to go with Carolina. They covered as well. Wow. Yeah, four touchdowns is a lot, man. They, they, they put thir- 
They'll put third strings in before they run up a muck on you, I think. Well, they, they I, struggled a little bit with Ball State. I, that was a close game for a while, so I, I don't think that they – That's true, too. That's true, too. I yeah. watched that game. They were probably looking ahead a little bit, but at the same time, I think that South Carolina is a little bit better team. I'm just going to see what the Georgia quarterback does. I really – man, you guys are making it hard. I <laughs> I, I wrote Georgia when I, when I put these picks out. And then he heard us. I, I yeah. think you I think you guys have convinced me to change my pick. I'm oh, take, oh, don't do it. Come I'm on gonna, now. I, I'm gonna take South Carolina to cover, which means they're probably wow. gonna lose by five touchdowns. You hear that, Zach? Who's gonna take yeah. Georgia on that one? Yeah, I'm he, he should have made a pick first. He made me pick Florida's game first. Uh, that's funny. I know, and he made me pick Carolina. He he wanted to see where I was at too. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. That's all that's all Ryan's about. Low hanging fruit. Your dad thinks the Carolina covers as well, so All maybe right. I made He's the right decision by changing us. my mind. All right, let's move it's over because to the four, It's four touchdowns, man. They, it's touchdowns. a lot. And yeah. an SEC game. Let's move over here to the NFL. We got three games. Not a whole lot of exciting games to talk about, so I, I just picked some that, that had some intriguing uh, you know, uh, lines here. Start off a 1 o'clock game on Sunday. The Indianapolis Colts, who, uh, who had a decent game last week, albeit in a loss, Taking on the Houston Texans, who really pushed to Baltimore uh, despite despite a twenty five to nine loss. Uh, Indianapolis, a two point favorite. You know what, y'all 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 complain about me not picking first. I'll go ahead and pick this game first. I've got the Colts covering this two point game, two point spread. I think they might win by a field goal, but it, it's going to be it's probably going to be a low scoring game. You've got the number one pick versus the number two pick, and Anthony Richardson versus C.J. Stroud. So you you th- that's Kind of what everybody was looking forward to in this game, um, at least preseason. Uh, so I've got the Colts covering. Let's go over to let's go over to Zach. Uh, Zach attack. Who you got here? Colts minus two against Houston. I've got to go with the Colts. It's hard for me to pull for Houston in any any deal. They they have been trash in my opinion lately, and they got that new quarterback too. Just like I know Indianapolis has one, but I think it, I think that quarterback's a way better quarterback in my opinion. Ooh. I mean that that Maybe right that... now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not a CJ. I'm not a CJ Stroud fan. He's he hasn't impressed me. Not at all. All right, Bill, you got here. Colts, Colts at Texans. I'm gonna take the Colts as well to cover and uh, feed Michael Pittman Jr. Please. We have we have That's zero. Best player. That's the best player in the field right now. We have zero separation this week. Maybe I should switch my pick back to Georgia. Kidding. Uh, Kidding. Go uh, dogs. Dad. Your dad gets back in the action. He think he thinks Houston takes this game or at least covers the wow, spread. So he's against us. He's against yeah. us. We'll have to yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, we will. All right. Next game, a four oh five kickoff. This is the game of the week, in our opinion. Four oh five kickoff. The San Francisco 49ers, an eight-point mm. favorite over the LA Rams traveling down to Los Angeles. Uh Bill, I'll let you start us off here. Uh Niners at Rams, uh, minus eight. Who you got? Go Rams. I think the Rams uh, looked pretty good against Seattle last week. Yeah. Seattle, Seattle reloaded, we thought, and they got smacked in their house in opening weekend. I think the Rams cover the eight point. That's a lot. That's yep. everybody getting really excited because they beat Pittsburgh, who has no quarterback play. I'm with you. I, I've got the Rams as well. I think they cover this. I think not the Niners win, but I think the Rams cover that eight. What say you, Zach Attack? I, I, I'm on the fence because I believe San Francisco will also win the game. I just think they have a better team. Um, I'm going to pick San Francisco. 
I'll right, go against the grain. Our first different pick this week. So that'll be interesting to see if if he if he continues the streak of five and zero that the JD started last week. <laughs> Got some comments in the chat real quick. Um, looks like Pedro saying that the 49ers take that. Um, he just picked up Brock Purdy after Rogers went down, and he'd been listening to the show, Pedro. Uh, you got Brock him too. Purdy, you got him too. Yep, I do. Brock Purdy was my quarterback by this week. Uh, your dad comes in, says San Francisco by 10, and Mama Frick. Everybody coming in late to the show, but I'm liking the interaction <laughs> all of a sudden. Hey, Mama Frick. Um, last game that we're picking this week uh, that goes towards our records here, Sam- Sunday, 425 kickoff. The Giants, who just got embarrassed on Sunday night mm. by the Cowboys, a two-point favorite. After a 40 to nothing blowout against the Arizona Cardinals, Zach Attack, I'm going to let you start us off here. Then you got Giants minus two at Arizona. I got Arizona. I don't believe nothing. I don't believe New York's going to do anything this year. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. <clears throat> That's all I have to say yeah. about that. Bill, who you got? Arizona, Arizona Giants. I'm going to take the Giants. Giants are still a playoff team from last season. They didn't get worse. They just played worse on Sunday night. Um, as bad as Daniel Jones, bad. Is, I think I think they cover it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm taking the Giants as well. I think that Sunday was a fluke. It was one of those things that what could go bad would go bad, and so and I'm I'm going to take the Giants as well. Uh, some bonus picks here that aren't going to count towards anything. We got the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. The Lions a six point favorite. Uh, let's just go around the table, Bill. Just real quick, Lions minus six over Seahawks. Who you take? Wow, minus six. Minus wow, six. that's a spread right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and this one doesn't uh, – I think the Lions. I think the Lions cover. Lions cover. How about you, Zach? I don't like what Seattle looks like. Yeah, yeah, I'm with the Lions. That makes – like I, I like what I've seen. Another consensus pick for the Lions. And then the last bonus, the Dolphins, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over New England. Uh, Zach, who you got here? Dolphins at, Dolphins at Patriots. Yeah, Dolphins are scary, man. They could beat anybody if their defense can hold any, you know, any team under 30. Yeah, so, I'll take I'll take the Dolphins as well. Bill, I know you're yeah. taking the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. Yeah, that, I, I that's gonna be a good game. Work. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going. I, I won't miss that one. Zach, this is uh, this has been fun, man. Listen, you're you're one of the sponsors. Why don't you uh, well, tell us what you've got going on over there at One Stop Repairs and, and promote your business before we let you go for the night? Well, I appreciate it, and it's a pleasure being on. I greatly appreciate it. But guys, we we do a lot of game console repairs over here and and phone repairs. And I stay busy doing it, and I'm thankful. You know, I, I, I've been doing it for a long time, and I've got, you know, my name out there around this area, and uh, it's it's been a blessing. I, I, I have to say, uh, I stay busy, and we do specialize in phones and computers and video game systems. Um, if anybody needs any type of work like that done around, we'll be more than happy to help you. We always give a warranty here at my my business and uh we try to have the best competitive prices as well yeah i mentioned on a on a, on a pre-recorded show with pj steven that i i may come and get my my iphone battery replaced with zach over at one stop repairs listen he does great work uh i've, I've seen what he's done he's, he's helped me out with some stuff in the past uh if, if you need some electronic repair work done take it down to zach yeah. at one stop repairs his numbers on yeah. the screen uh i read his i read his phone number out every week uh, so, so make sure you, you use Zach for any of your electronic repairs. Zach, this has been a pleasure, Thanks. man. I appreciate you being here and I'm sure I'll see you soon, man. Tell my sister I said, hello. I, I certainly will. And I'll be on anytime. I'm, I'm welcome to make I, some time. 
I appreciate it, man. Thank, good, thanks Zach. for being here tonight. We'll see you All soon. Right, man. It's, I've enjoyed it, man. Y'all have a good night, and I'll probably listen to the rest of the the podcast. So y'all, y'all have a good night, fellas. Thanks, care, man. You too. All right, bud. All right. All right, you know, Bill. I was thinking, Ryan, the way you said that, you said, tell my sister I said hello. I, I was like, I probably shouldn't say, hey, tell Ryan's sister I said hello, too. Yeah. Like, it sounded, it sounded weird, right? I just didn't. Uh, I went, I went by real quick. Uh, your dad comes in. He ta- he's taking the Giants. Yeah, he's, he's all over the place. Against he's taking the, the Seahawks. He's taking the Dolphins. And then uh, Pedro comes in. The pass 10. defense. He's going to cover there in L.A. Yeah. Uh, and then Pedro, Pedro saying the pass defense are crazy underrated. So maybe, maybe kind of being a little more pessimistic about the Dolphins game this week. We'll find um, out this week when it's not raining and windy and terrible in Boston. We'll see what the weather's like. I'm with you. Well, we're, we've reached the favorite part of the show for me in Homer's corner. Yeah. Um, Bill, as, as we always do, I'm gonna let you start off here. You've got some, uh, You've got some 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 talking to do about your quarterback love down for in my, Miami. my QB one man. I got some let's, love for my QB one. Let's see what you in, got to say. Uh, my favorite thing about the whole weekend, especially was uh, well, it was the win, right? But the way it was done since Tua has been, and it, you now see the national pundits and the national. I always say experts because I don't believe any of these guys are experts. When you have uh, Rex Ryan sitting behind the desk, he basically got laughed out of football for being a terrible coach. I know he, you know, went to the AFC Championship game with the Jets, but that was after the team had already been built, and he lost it with Sanchez. Do you remember that the butt fumble? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that wasn't in the AFC Championship game, but he was he was terrible, and he sits back there like he's an expert. Like you get you get laughed out of the game, and now you're an expert. Okay. Anyway, point is, Tua the entire time he's been in the NFL, they've always said Miami should have drafted Justin Herbert. Now Tua is finally healthy. He's got it. He's got the the team around him, and Justin Herbert has weapons too. Man, you can't say Keenan Allen and, and those guys, Mike Williams, Mike those Williams are good. Austin, Austin Eckler, Eckler. Like he's got beasts around that around him as well, right? And Tua just goes goes into L.A. and just smacks Herbert around, and just it's embarrassing. Like Herbert had nothing for him, and Herbert hasn't won anything. And when the game was on the line, what did Tua do? He drove down the field. He made a 43-yard completion on third down when Cleo Mack was hanging off his back. I mean, he's the guy, right? And then, and then they give the ball back to Justin Herbert. And what does Justin Herbert do? Justin Herbert did Justin Herbert things. Took two he sacks. Sacked. And, yeah, he looked he like he had seen the defense before. He had done, The defense had done nothing all day. He gets sacked twice. He has an intentional grounding. He was awful in crunch time. Who took about I'll tell you, put, respect, put some respect on the man's name. I had a, Stop talking about I, it. I don't want to hear about Justin Herbert anymore. I still have no idea how he threw that touchdown to to, to Tyreek Hill in the back of the end. I have no idea how he made it. It was lucky. Let me tell you that. Like everybody's gonna say, "Oh, he's super accurate." No, no. Pedro he, he, Pedro comes in and says, I "Keep to a healthy, there. hot damn." Yeah, I know. We, you know what? We, I hope Tua stays healthy because if you could throw four sixty six at the beginning of the season, I want to see what he's doing week eight. I want to see what he's doing week seventeen. I want to see what kind of numbers Tua puts up because this is his second four fifty plus game in two seasons. So it can be, I mean, he does it. And, he, you know, he was hurt half the season last season. So I just want to see what he can do. I did see a lot of other good things. I'm excited, man. I hope he actually, he didn't get hit. Thank goodness the offensive yeah. line kept him off his back, man. And and when he does get hit, he falls different. I'm just hoping he stays healthy. I see what these Miami Dolphins can do because it was pretty fun to watch last on Sunday. Now, with that being said, the Swiss cheese they put out there for defense, that needs to happen. That needs to change. Yeah, I, I listen. They got they got plenty of time to correct it, uh, but I think I think it might have more to do with the fact that Excited. the Chargers are just that good on on offense. Uh, so they are good so on maybe offense. we take yeah. sol- take solace in that. 
Listen, I um I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears because I don't have anything fun to talk about in my homers corner. Uh oh, Carol the Carolina Panthers. I think it's time they should start thinking about nobody even knows on. who JC Horn is. Okay. Everybody knows she's yeah. a corner right now. He was a, he was a top ten pick for the Carolina Panthers. He missed the last four games in his rookie year. I think he missed most of last season with an injury, and now he's got a hamstring injury that he's going to sideline him for a few weeks. Um, I, I talked about this on the Cat Cave this week that at at some point, listen, the Detroit Lions drafted Jeff Akuda in the first round. I believe a top ten pick this year. They traded him to the Falcons for a fourth round pick. And he starts the year on the pup list because he can't stay healthy. At some point, J.C. Horn has the potential to be one of the, the the best ten cornerbacks in the league. But you can't be a good cornerback if you can't stay on the field. You can't be a good player in the NFL if you can't stay on the field. So, depending on how long this sidelines him, and, and depending on what his injury looks like going going forward, I think it may be worth searching for a trade partner come trade deadline. For Carolina Panthers cornerback J.C. Horn, and for and for those of you that don't know who J.C. Horn is, or maybe you aren't aware, he also played at the University of South Carolina. So this is like a double homers corner for Ryan as he's talking about the the home Panthers and his beloved Cox, who never except have except for the first the, round, and they finally except for the fact he's terrible. Is I anybody mean, shocked by that? <laughs> Except for the fact that I, I didn't have anything good to say about him. I like J.C. Horn. I think he's a great yeah, player. I mean, but if he can't stay healthy, I think I'm telling the Panthers to get rid of him. And I'm and I'm telling J.C. Horn to get healthy. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a homer's corner. But um, yep, yep. I, you know I can remove you from the stream, Bill. I have that power. Yep. Uh, listen, Bill, this has been fun. We went a little over again tonight, but really good football conversation. We're in week three of college football. We're in week two of the NFL. I am I am super excited. Uh, Bill, thanks for joining us tonight, man. This has been great. Yeah, man. Everybody enjoy the games this weekend. Enjoy football. So much happening. Fun stuff to watch almost every hour of the entire weekend. Ryan, we have stuff to do. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to watch all of it. I'm going to I'm gonna find a way to watch I can sit home all weekend. I can sit home all weekend. From like noon. Because Big Noon Saturday starts at noon, man. They start college football at noon. You get hit right in the face right away. I think Penn State's playing on Big Noon Saturday. They're a good team. And then it goes all the way through to like 1.30 in the morning. And then yep. we get, you know, have football on Sunday all day. I'll be I'll be up late watching the Dolphins games, but everybody enjoy the games. Yeah, uh, your dad was wondering why I was talking about J.C. Horn. He had, yeah, I guess he had no idea who he was. But. Double homer's corner. That's what I, I, I remembered. I was like, wasn't he a South Carolina first-round draft pick? Because they never have any. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Listen, uh, Did they retire in Jersey yet? Because they probably won't have. I've uh, I've got uh, I've got two TVs downstairs, so as much football as I can watch, and I got NFL Red Zone back this year, thanks to AT and T. Even though I don't have CBS, so if Paramount Plus doesn't carry CBS, uh, so I can I won't be able to watch Uh-oh. the Carolina Georgia. Game I can't at watch home. the AFC games because I don't have CBS, but I got Red yeah. Zone. I got Red Zone back. That's the matters. Um, thanks, AT&T. Uh, and you got Pedro saying that Colorado's going to keep him up Saturday. So I yeah, know. as Bill great. said, can't wait. Enjoy football this weekend. Football is in full swing. We are we are right back at it. Uh, and so enjoy everything. As far as the show goes, make sure you come back next week. Uh, catch uh, PJ, Steven, and I are going to go live next Monday talking about WWE's Payback Premium Live events. Uh, leading into the next week, we're going to talk about AEW's All Out pay-per-view. And then make sure you go and catch the catch catch the cat cave. Try to say that five times fast. Over on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio uh, YouTube channel, or on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, wherever it is that you get your podcast powered 
by the Fans First Sports Network. For Banker Bill, it's your guy, Billy Rye. Thanks for joining us for this week's football episode. We'll see you next week right here on Tap House and Touchdowns.